The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. What matters for me? Well, I'm happy to be at least alive to see the last day of 2013. And hopefully I'll make it through the night and make it into tomorrow. So that's what matters to me. Life matters to me. You know, there's more to life than just sports, than just football. We need a balance in our life. So I want to let you all know that I'm appreciative of the fact that I'm here. I enjoyed. I had a wonderful, blessed Christmas. I hope you all did as well. And now I'm looking forward to a new year. But what also matters to me, let me keep, I said a balance. The Philadelphia Eagles, E-A-G-L-E-S, bam, and the playoffs. And this is just for my man, uh, Randy, uh, just in case, you know, Randy is a, a co-worker of mine, good friend of mine, but and a good sport. Never says anything wrong, never brags. One of them cowboy fans that happens to have a lot of class. But Randy, man, I mean, I guess the Tony Tebow or, or, or whatever you want to call him, uh, Tony Romo, Tony Tebow, he, you know, he kind of, he got a little bit of Tebow in him. Or Tebow comes through at the end a few times, according to Skip Bayless. Tebow, of course, is going to be on television now. But the Tony Romo, the Tim Tebow, them kind of cats, they, you know, they find themselves in a position where it's really, well, Tim won a couple. Tim won a national championship, I believe. My mind serves me right. But let me just say this. The syndrome that, that, that I guess Romo just passes that on is kind of like a cancer. And a quarterback, if you're gonna, it's just going to happen down there in Dallas. So, I, listen, man, I ain't trying to hate. I appreciate the fact that the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm going to say we, I don't have to be optimistic. The show is real of sports, so I, you know, I don't have to be you know, uh, you know, neutral in who I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be a homer today. Philadelphia Eagles are in the playoffs, and I'm, I'm happy. Dallas Cowboys, good football team. Not a great football team. Dallas Cowboys, good football team. Mm, I don't know if they necessarily America's football team. We don't know whoever dubbed them America's football team anyway. I never did it. I've been here, you know, pretty good while on this earth. I never dubbed them as America's team. And I would think, you know, in order for you to to embrace that, you know, perhaps maybe you should be the team that won more Super Bowls than anybody in the history of the National Football League to be America's team. And then that's the case, and perhaps maybe it would, it would change from different teams. But I think right now... Pittsburgh Steelers are up there, certainly, and 
maybe uh, Patriots might be up there with them. So I need to do my research on that. You know, somebody give me a little hint on that. But but certainly the Dallas Cowboys, great football game. I pre- I appreciate the fact. Listen, I don't like blowouts. You know, you get paid to play 60 minutes, play the entire game. The entire game. Don't don't give up in the first quarter. Don't give up second, third, fourth. Give up when the whistle blows. Final whistle. And and for those of you who, you know, play for one of those teams out there that, you know, don't understand that when the whistle blows, and if the whistle doesn't blow, the play isn't over. Shout out to Chicago Bears. Keep playing. Keep playing till the whistle blows. So Philadelphia Eagles in the playoffs. That's a good thing. That, that's a good thing. So I'm very, 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 very happy about that. I'm happy there was good football, too. There was some good football. Now, I, I do want to say this about the college bowl games. I'm in a state of depression. I believe it has a little bit of shock value as well. Just can't believe the Ohio State University Buckeyes could not be Michigan State Spartans. Shout out to my man, Ike. He deserves it. I already gave a shout-out to Eric Snow, Percy Snow. I'm going to give one to Eric now, basketball. Percy, of course, great football player. Uh, But, man, the Buckeyes just disappointed me. And here in Phoenix, we got a a huge Ohio State Buckeye uh, fan club out here, man. We're all fans of the team, you know, and want to see them do well. But, I, you know, honestly, if it was to save my life right now, tell me if I were to tell you, ask the question, if you were to ask me the question, what day is the game? What time is the game? Who are we playing? If there were three or four questions there, I'd probably, I don't know the answers to any of them. I don't want to know the answers. I already had, the Boom Boom Room was already available for me in L.A. Already waiting to go. The Boom Boom Room, all set up good, accommodations ready. First class, five star, overlooking, and uh, not going to happen. National championship game, Rose Bowl game, I didn't care. I just wanted to go to L.A. to see the Buckeyes play. Had my reservations all set up, but it's not going to happen. So I really don't care about that. You know what, Matt, does that matter to me? I'm a Buckeye fan, so of course it matters to me. But in terms of it, it just... It was like a spike in the heart, and I, it's taken me some time to get over that. So, of course, I'll find out when the game is, and I'll look it up, and I'll watch it, and I'll support and I'll be screaming in front of the TV and all those good things, but just a little bit disappointed. That, that's all. So understand, that, that happens. That, I've disappointed people in my life, believe me. There's been many games that I played in that, you know, people probably felt as if, well, hell, we shouldn't have watched this game. The bottom line is, Either you win or you lose, and if you were going to lose, then, you know, we don't need to know the score. The hell with that, you know, well, we put up a good fight. <sighs> For the guys that play the game, sometimes that matters. That, you know, okay, well, I, I might have lost, but, you know, we, we fought a good, we played a good game. We fought a good fight. That, uh, bottom line, you lost or you won. But there is some value in playing. Having that experience of being on that field is nothing like it in the world. When, you know, everybody's sitting around the TV watching you, you certainly want to do the best. And when it's all over, you you want to be able to hold your head high. When the conversation comes up, it may be that you lost. But when they want to talk about your play, how you perform on that day, you you don't ever want to be the person, that person, that guy. You always want to give it your best. So with that being the case, um, I will tell you what, um, as I said, I was extremely happy. 
about the National Football League. And, you know, you got some, you know, you got some good games that are going to be played, too. Uh, you wonder, when you think about, you know, in terms of strategies of coaches, you know, Kansas City, obviously, the strategy of which Kansas See, if, if you handle your business like Kansas City does, what Roger Goodell has tried to accomplish, he accomplished in part. But that is to make games matter later in the season. But if you come out the gate and you start kicking butt from the very beginning, you can still accomplish strategically for a team what you hope to do is that is to rest your valuable starters and to get them healed if you can, you know, during this short process because a couple of weeks of rest, you know, how much healing, you know, it's, it's not like the off season, but it, but it still helps. But then there are some guys and, and I hope this doesn't backfire for Andy, Andy being Andy Reed. Of course that Andy has, Andy, of course, I think Andy rested uh, close to all his starters. <laughs> if he didn't rest them all, he's pretty damn close to it. And and the fact of the matter is, you know, there was a game that they almost won with their backups. They they still almost won that game with the, with their backups. But sometimes when when you miss a game, it's a little rust. We saw Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers had a little rust on him the first half, and it it takes you a little time, you know, to shake that rust off. Regardless, of, I don't care if it's a week you missed a game, if you missed one game or you missed two games, three games, whatever, even a half or something, you know. Uh, but it, it does factor in. So what Andy did was the right thing to do to rest his starters. Um, but the referees did uh, was, the, was the wrong thing. You know, the wrong thing in terms of, you, know, you saw the game, you've seen the replays, you've seen the fact that, you know, there were too many guys lined up on the, you know, that side of the ball. And, and so what, what happens? The referees don't get the call right. They don't even make the call. You know, there are certain things about sports and about life that, yeah, we're humans. And humans make mistakes. But then when you have technology, which allows you to correct your mistakes, you know, you don't want to correct everything. But there's certain things that are within the rules that fall upon the referees. And I guess a lot of them fall upon the referees. But I think when it comes to like a player engaged with another player, those type of calls, I don't think th- th- those are the kind of calls that y- I guess you would call those um, judgment calls. But calls where it's apparent, apparent where it's against the rules and it's just like a, a league rule. They're all league rules, but it's just like this is just standard. You know, and that is if you have 12 men on the field, if we see it or not and we go back to instant replay, you got 12 men on the field, that's a penalty. You know, if, if you have, you know, seven men lined up on the side of the ball where you're only allowed to have six and the referee's missed it, but somebody, you know, that's a penalty. When it's somebody holding... Or pass interference, you know, that's a judgment call. Sometimes it's obvious, sometimes it's not so obvious. I don't want that technology to come in and factor into that. But those kinds of rules of which, oh man, we just we just missed it, but you can't have 12 people on the field. You had 12 people on the field. 
that's a penalty. You can't have seven people lined up on a certain side of the ball. That's a penalty. So, again, Andy Reid, you know, he came out okay. Sad for the Steelers, though. Isn't that ironic how it just so happened that, of course, Mike Tomlin kind of did something like that earlier in the year where, you know, it could have affected the outcome of a game. Unfortunately, it didn't, but it could have. And now Mike is on the other side and, you know, Mike's taking a look at it. and Mike's not happy because this time it happened somebody else's team, but that resulted in perhaps maybe preventing his team from being in the playoffs. But that's why you got to take care of your own business. Handle your own business. Don't let anybody else handle your business. Speaking of handling your business, of course, we had that live broadcast from the Super Bowl. Uh, handle your business, the player networking event in New York this year. Well, in New Jersey. I got a little music in the background. I'm going to take a break. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I'll be right back after this break. to the pros we, we, we cover, everything. cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely disagree her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Hi, I'm Ed Krell, CEO of Destination Maternity. We proudly support the March of Dimes' work to reduce the rate of premature birth. The numbers have gone down in the past five years, but still, nearly half a million babies are born too soon in the United States each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs to help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit MarchofDimes.com. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
right, you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And uh, I tell you what, there, there is something that, that, that matters to me. And, and I think a lot of that, that that matters to me has a lot to do with, I, I'm just, I've got to come to grips and understand that in the city, on the lake, called Cleveland, they're still trying to get it right in Cleveland. And and I think one thing of which is going to help them get it right, there's no doubt about it, all you got to do is look in the National Football League at the teams that win consistently. And you got to have a quarterback. You, there's no doubt about it. That That's one position that if you... If you check across the board and you evaluate that position on the Super Bowl champions, chances are that that guy had a pretty damn good year. As a matter of fact, he probably put together a succession of years of performing above, certainly more than above average. And so there's no doubt in Cleveland, you can continue to change coach. Coaches is not the problem. The problem is that the coach has to work. The way the National Football League works is you play with the hand that you're dealt. There are general managers upstairs making decisions, directors of player personnel that are making decisions. And the coaches have to, if the coach doesn't negotiate a deal where he has the last call on personnel, Andy Reid has been one of those coaches that I know that, that that's a stickler for Andy. Andy wants to make you know, football decisions. He wants to make a decision on personnel. That's one thing about Andy Reid. I, I, I remember that from his days in Philadelphia. I'm pretty sure he's got the same kind of deal in, in Kansas City. But you, you, you need those guys making those kinds of decisions because they're, they're football men. They understand the game. They, they know what's needed. And I, I'm just not so sure that in Cleveland that they quite now. There's a guy up there who's the CEO of the team now, Joe Banner. I will say this: I, I think Joe did an outstanding job during his tenure with the Philadelphia Eagles. They they went to a number of NFC Championship games. They did make it to a Super Bowl, although they didn't win it. And I think Andy Reid left Philadelphia as probably one of the winningest coaches in the history of the National Football League, certainly for the Philadelphia Eagles. His one loss record probably exceeds anybody's, you know, regardless of how long they were there. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, percentage-wise, Fred Brewing might have had a little higher percentage. I think Fred coached one, so he might have had, you know, 1,000%, 100%, however you want to look at it. But I think in Cleveland, and anybody out there from Cleveland want to give me a call, please do. You don't have to be from Cleveland. But you think you got the answer what's going on in Cleveland, please call me. Because the mistake on the lake, there's got, people are still playing around with this theory that there's a curse on the city of Cleveland. I mean, there are people that are very, very serious about that. I, I mean, honestly, I, I'll never forget that when I went back to Cleveland the first time, uh, you know, playing ball for the Browns, we were about to go into Three River Stadium. Never won a game in Three River Stadium ever. It was about, the stadium had been built for like 13 years. Had never won a game in there. And the, the fans... Many of them had already given. We're going. It's in Pittsburgh. We don't win in Pittsburgh. We might play good, but we don't. We don't win in Pittsburgh. I, I was. I did not embrace that. I could not embrace that. And all I said was, "Well, well, 
I haven't ever played there in that stadium before as a member of the Cleveland Browns, and I'm not willing to accept that. And, and plus, not only that, I do have a little bit to say about that. And so I was unwilling to just accept defeat before we ever played the game. And, of course, we went in and we won. First time ever. I took a game ball home. I was thankful that my teammates helped me, you know, play so well that day. But I, I, Frank Manyfield, Hanford Dixon, Chris Rockers, myself as a secondary, we just, you know, Eddie Johnson, shout out to Eddie Johnson up in heaven. Clay Matthews Sr., Chip Banks, Bob Golick. Oh, man, we, you know, man, you know, Anthony Griggs on that team with me, Major Everett, you know. We, we just refuse to, to give up. Major, of course, special teams player, outstanding. Bill Carroll was uh, special teams coach that year. Marty Schottenheimer, head coach. You know, sometimes you just, as a team, you just got to decide that you're going to win. Bottom line, you put in the time. In the classroom in particular, I am so upset with the fact that I'm watching these NFL games and many times it's bothering me because I, they're mental mistakes. Understand, as you watch a game and you evaluate your team, my family members do not like the fact that DirecTV allows you to rewind a live game because I just have to break it down. I got it's part of my job. But I need to see. I can look at something. I can see, no, that was a mental mistake. You know how I feel about that. Tackles, missed tackles are mental mistakes too. You know, drop passes, all those things, they're, they're mental mistakes because if you do all of the basic fundamentals that you're taught to do, then you should be able to do your job. And when, when a receiver is wide open, somebody obviously didn't do their job. And that's what happens so many times when you watch games. Just watch, you know, when players are wide open, somebody missed their cover assignment. I mean, the Chicago Bears, how the hell? I'm... I'm, I'm I'm just bringing it all together, all, all the games. Are, how the hell do you leave somebody wide open? You know, you got Aaron Rodgers back there, quarterback. How do you, you know, you know he's going to buy time with his feet. How do you leave somebody wide open? And then, of course, you know, and I've experienced this too, you know, a corner leaves his man to go over to try to catch the guy. He shows up in the picture and it's almost like he's the guy that got burnt. He was just trying to do what he could to, to, to save the play. And, Next thing you know, you know, touchdown. Guys have to spend more time. That's one thing I want you guys to understand. I, I think that New England Patriots do a hell of a job. I think there's no doubt in my mind that Bill Belichick, if he were to sit down and talk to some people and tell you, okay, Bill, what's some of the most critical aspects of a player that, that you expect from them in terms of their game preparation? Classroom study. I bet you no doubt in my mind. Classroom film playbook, tablets, whatever. Got to do it. Because regardless of how good of an athlete you are, if, you, if you're not in position to make a play, you can't make a play. And so therefore, the ability is really zero when you match it up against the, 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 the knowing what's going on in the play. If you don't know what to do and you're unlined up correctly, or you, you know, when the play is supposed to be executed, you do something other than what your assignment is calls for you to do, hell, you might as well not be on the field. So regardless of how much athletic talent you have, if you're not prepared mentally, you're going to cost your team. And so that's the way many people, I want you all to start looking at those games like that. There are a lot of statisticians that are involved in this game now. You know, there's guys coming from, when it comes to draft and all this stuff, you know, people 
who have an expertise in something other than what you would think is sports. The relevance of whatever their expertise is matched up against the sports and, and then it plays out. You know, that's how those people in Vegas, you know, with numbers and all statistics and all that. But but those statisticians, they can get together and they can look at some things. They can say, listen, man, this team, every game you can count on them to blow at least two coverages, three coverages. They're just going to blow coverages. I mean, those are the kind of things. That's why there's so many crazy bets in Vegas because they just, you know, hey, well, we, we, you know, they just let's pull all this information together and, and see what it looks like. On paper, and let's, let's come up with this new category for bet, you know, and it's really wild because somebody told me the other day, uh, uh, shout out, might have been my daughter, <laughs> that, uh, that the last four or five years that the team that the Philadelphia Eagles has opened up their season with at home has won the Super Bowl for last four or five years. Check it out. It's the truth. Four or five years. So somebody's going to be betting on whoever the Eagles open up to. I don't even want to say because I'm, I'm, you know, the Browns are not in it. So, you know, I'm, I'm for the Eagles. I got to go with the Eagles. I'm, I'm, I'm just going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to keep it real, as they say. I'm, I'm just going to do it like that. But I, 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 I know I kind of got off on some stuff. So let me, let me, let me get back uh, to, to where I'm going with this thing, and that's the Cleveland Browns. I don't know. If the Cleveland Browns are going to get it right this year, because just early on, I think it's Mel Kuyper or somebody early on is somebody out there has Johnny football going to Cleveland. Now, I like how dynamic of a player this young man is. I like that. But one thing about the National Football League, and and I, I, I think I... I noticed this when, I'm going to be honest, when Ohio State Buckeyes was playing in the national championship game against Florida. And we had Troy Smith, and, and Heisman Trophy winner. And, and the fact of the matter is that what, what Troy was doing is Troy was doing the best he could. We had lost Ted again, got hurt early in the game. But, but Troy was trying to improvise as much as he could and buy time and stretch the pocket and all that. But he was dealing with superior athletes on the defensive line. That side of the ball. I, I want you guys to stop and think when you look at pro football and look at how big those men are on the defensive line and how fast they run. You got to understand that Johnny football, he may, even in you know the SEC, that, that still is not pro football. I, I, I ran a 4-6. Four six two four six four something like that at, at, my, at the combine. Didn't run the best time. Could have ran a better time, but that's what I ran. Reggie White, God bless him in heaven. Reggie White, defensive lineman, three hundred pounds, ran a four six. I'm telling you, when you get to pros, it's completely different. Well, all that stuff that, that <laughs> the way he improvises in the pocket, turns circles, and all that stuff. Listen, I, I, I am just saying, you got to be a bigger man. We're going to come back and talk about the Cleveland Browns and Johnny Football. I think that might be his mistake. You listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We'll be right back.
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a 9-horse field, but really there are 7 donkeys and 2 zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. You may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. When you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I want to thank the engineers from back there at Voice America Sports doing an outstanding job. Great year, guys. We've got another one, good one coming up in 2014. So, certainly appreciate your support. Um, I, you know, I, I just got to talk a little bit more. I, you know, I, I just want to talk this thing out with the Cleveland Browns. Let me say this the position of the quarterback. I think the position of quarterback is so valuable in the National Football League, and it took me a little bit. It took me a little bit of time to really understand the, the position of quarterback in the National Football League because I've always I've gone back and forth in terms of of quarterbacks and you know understanding you know why they're so in, important because I think every position on the football field is important, and and for me, I think the most most important position of all on the football field is the center. Because if the center can't get it right, then you're you're done. Bottom line. If you if he can't get the if he can't snap the ball to the quarterback, you're done. You he, that means the quarterback can't hand it off, the quarterback can't throw it. You know, there's just so so right there. So I'm gonna go quarterback, I'm gonna go center quarterback. <laughs> but it's it's just that important. And, and just to even tell you so much so is that they are the few the only position, well, you can barely hit the quarterback too. But when it comes to long snapping, you can't even have a guy over top of the center anymore. You used to have, be able to have a guy over top of him and, you know, knock, knock the hell out of him, you know, but you can't do that anymore. Uh, but let me just say this. Okay, we're talking about the position of quarterback, and we're talking about the Cleveland Browns. And, and, and I don't know, you know, what the answer is, but I know what the answer is not. The answer is not Johnny Football. Um, I don't think, you know, really selling tickets for the Cleveland Browns. First of all, in the National Football League, 
you really don't have to sell tickets in order to have a profitable entity. You're, you're, you've got television contracts that are making you ooey gobs of money. So if you don't sell out at all the games, you're still going to make money. But it is important to have butts in the seats. Guys don't like to play in front of empty stadiums. Bottom line is, I mean, if they're paying you, you're going to play. But, you know, it's important for the psyche of the players to have fan participation and fan support, particularly if you're at home. And then you like to have when you're on the road, okay? Uh, that's just, a, you know, that's the part of the mystique of the celebrity. You just, you enjoy that part of it. But let me say this. When you talk about quarterbacks, all I hear about quarterbacks nowadays is, you know, franchise. Is he a franchise quarterback? Well, certainly if he's a franchise quarterback, I think he's got to last beyond the, the average career of a National Football League player. And, and, and people have said that numbers changed a little bit. I, I would care to differ. I would still say that the average career of a player in the National Football League currently is probably about three and a half, four years. It may increase with the fact that now uh, the game isn't as physical as it was when I played the game. Uh, there's been quite a few changes to protect the players. I'm all for that. Uh, but th- So it may increase to maybe four and a half to five years. But what's important if you're talking about a franchise quarterback? I think a franchise quarterback should be somebody that plays for you. Franchise quarterback? Give me a good eight to ten years. That's a franchise quarterback. I mean, I mean, really, when you think about it, that, that, that's what you got when you got a franchise quarterback. Think about those mainstays where they become the identity of the team. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. Terry Bradshaw's, I'm going to go back Dan Fowles, you know, I'm going to go back, you know, Dan Marino, I'm going to go back, you know, you know, Joe Theismann, you know, my generation, you know, it's just, uh, you know, you have some other great quarterbacks in there too, you know, Warren Moon, uh, you know, if you think about those quarterbacks, they put in seven, eight, nine, ten years under the center starting. They're going to be there. And, and, and they were productive for those years. Multiple Pro Bowls, Super Bowl appearances, winning Super Bowls. Uh, th- that's what you want to think about when you think about, you know, a franchise quarterback. You know, currently you got the Aaron Rodgers. You got the Tom Brady's. You got, you know, you had the Brett Favre. You know, you got the Peyton Manning. Uh, you got the Eli Manning. You got the Drew Brees. You know, so when you think of franchise quarterback, you want to think of somebody who's going to be there long term. I think of all those guys that I just mentioned, those men were big, strong, solid men that can take a pounding. To play the quarterback position, you're going to take a pounding. Now, th- 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 you know, we think about Drew Brees now and Russell Wilson. You know, they're more of the, let's say, the new era of quarterback. The jury's still out to see how long they're going to last. Drew's already been in the league, back up, then he got to play. You know, Russell's, you know, been in the league playing right away. But, but, but see, what these guys is, the mentality of these guys is to Play smart and don't take punishment. There's one thing about it, and I've said this many times on my show, that 
Franco Harris and, and, and Ricky Waters were way ahead of their time. They understood that there's punishment. You know, you can mitigate and minimize the amount of punishment you take by being smart. We, of course, back in the day, we were the, we were the dumb ones. You know, they were the smart ones. They're like, man, I don't have to take that for what? For who? For what? Russell Wilson is playing football like that. Drew Brees is playing football like that. I, I don't need to take a hit. Somebody said today on one of the big boy shows that, you know, that we're looking at possibly uh, the modern era of, of, of a new, you know, coming back, uh, you know, quarterback that's moving around the pocket, scrambling all the time. You know, you know I'm, I'm going to throw this name into the mix. Because when I think about all the years I've watched football, you know, I could think of there's a couple quarterbacks out there. And, uh, you know, regardless of color, it doesn't make a difference. I said quarterback. So let's not get that. Let's not get into that. Uh, but you got and I'm going to go old school on you. I'm going to go real old school on you. My man went to four Super Bowls, didn't win any of them. Maybe one of two quarterbacks that I know did that. Four Super Bowls, didn't win them all. Think about it. But I'm going to go way back, probably before any of you were here. I was just a little boy, and I, you know, I, maybe I watched football. Maybe I liked it, but friend to man. If I think of anybody, somebody said Doug Flutie. But, but, uh, but, but I, if you look at Doug Flutie, Doug Flutie still didn't run around as much as Johnny Football did. The only person ran around as much as Johnny Football, but this man ran around for the purpose of extending the play, and he was always just running around and buying time because his goal was to throw the ball. It was a pass play. It wasn't a running play. He had Chuck Foreman back there to hand the ball off to somebody if he wanted to hand it off to somebody. He was told this is a passing play, so pass the damn ball. That's what Fran Tarkington did. I see Johnny Football cut straight from that same mode. Probably a little faster Probably a lot faster than Fran, but Fran wasn't slow. But but Fran Tarkenton, Johnny Football would be for me, not Doug Flutie. He wouldn't be the modern day Doug Flutie. He would be the modern day Fran Tarkenton. Fran went to four Super Bowls. Now, remember though, Fran went to four Super Bowls in an era when the defensive linemen weren't running four sixes and four fives. They weren't as fast as they are now. That's the only thing that scares me. If we were playing flag football, give me Johnny football. I take, as a Cleveland Browns fan, former player, give me Johnny football if we're playing flag football. We're about to play the National Football League. We're playing 16 games. As a matter of fact, Johnny football, if somebody drafts him that early, if the Browns draft him that early, the first preseason game, they got to throw him in their preseason. He, he, he needs to get some reps. You can't wait to the first game of the season, particularly in the NFL league, which is not for long. That's what NFL stands for. For those of you out there who didn't know that, that reminds you of that, that not only for the players, but for the coaches. The NFL stands for not for long. Johnny football is not going to have a long time to try to develop. You got to put him in right away. I just don't think. Remember now, he's over there and he's playing against Cincinnati. He's playing against Pittsburgh. I I just don't see that happening. Johnny's body, I don't think. And again, when a guy is that 
nimble and quick, agile, you can't put on a whole lot of weight because if you do, you're going to lose some of that. So you got to stay where you're at in order to continue to have the game that you have. That's why a friend of mine running back coming to the National Football League wants to put on 15, 20 pounds. Couldn't do it. You got to stay where you were. You can put on a little muscle, maybe five pounds, maybe 10 pounds. You start putting on 15 and 20 pounds and think you're going to be able to. You're not. Not, not, a, not as a skill position. And so my concern about Johnny Football is he will not be able to take the pounding that he's going to receive in the National Football League. I just don't think he'll be able to take it. I, I don't think he is of the same body build that Russell Wilson is. I mean, if you look at Russell, Russell's more, Russell's kind of thick. Johnny is slim. And, and I, for those reasons, I'm concerned about his health. And you've seen some, you, you see the way they're hitting the National Football League. Guys accidentally take, you know, $25,000 fine <laughs> because the man just put his head down. And, and the heads happen to meet. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to really think about that one. But we're going to have to take a break. I hear some music. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right. You hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And 
since I'm in Phoenix, I have to say, I have to make a few comments. I'm going to, you know, get off of the, uh, the Johnny football and the Cleveland Browns. But I, I just don't think if you're talking about building a franchise uh, around a quarterback, I don't think Johnny football will fit the mode of what you should draft. It might be he might give you he might sell some tickets for you and it might be a short term fix. But you've got a long term problem there in Cleveland. And, and that is that we haven't won a Super Bowl and we're trying to win a Super Bowl. Haven't even, uh, we've been to a couple of AFC championship games, but haven't won those. So obviously we haven't competed in a Super Bowl. So Johnny Football is not the answer for the Cleveland Browns. Now there's a few other quarterbacks that are out there. That's not today's conversation. I just wanted to throw my two cents in about at least what appears to be the, the first choice, uh, you know, this early in the process. Um, but I, I do want to say some things. The Arizona Cardinals, I'm living here in Phoenix, Arizona today and, 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 and been here for some years now. Um, the Arizona football Cardinals, I, I've always liked their defense. Their defense, they always show up to play. It just so happens that they make one less play than they need to make in order for them to win the football game. Many times, the defense has played extremely well, but the offense puts them in positions where they have to go out and make big plays when the game is on the line and they fall short. That's my only problem. Regardless of that's keeping the opposing team out of field goal range in order to win the game, and and it was you know it was a big boy match. No doubt about it, it was a big boy match when, of course, they were playing against the San Francisco 49ers. And, and it was a great game. As, as a fan, it was a great game to watch. But they, they appeared, they, you know, Muhammad Ali used to always talk about, you, 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 you got to finish them off. And I, I just don't think that they have that, that, that knockout punch on the defensive side of the ball. That that's okay, that... You know, I think when the Arizona Cardinals find themselves where the game is on the line and the defense is on the field, we just don't feel as if it could be done out here in Arizona that they're going to be able to save the game. You know, it's almost like in basketball. You know, you have to understand that there's a time when the game is on the line and you want your superstar to have the ball in his hands because you know either he's going to make a shot or he's going to make a pass to someone who is in position to make a shot, but you feel comfortable that that's going to happen. I said early on in my show this, this, this year that it appeared that there were times where the New England Patriots took the field in the fourth quarter under two minutes, certainly let's say under three minutes, but I'm going to say two. And they took the field against their opponent, and the opponent just had that... Tiger Woods is somewhere around this stadium, and I think he's on the football field. In fact, he's dressed up as Tom Brady because Tiger was doing those things like, like, like Carl Lewis used to do and his, when he'd race and he'd be coming up on you. You just know Carl was going to walk you down. Tiger Woods on the golf course, you know, you know you'd be have a lead on Tiger with, with five holes to go, and you know he was going to walk you down. Tom Brady would step on that field and you'd have a lead of either three points or touchdown. No, three points or six points. Didn't make a difference. Whatever Tom needed, you know he was going to get it. 
That's how you have, that's the confidence level you have to have when your defense takes the field and you've got a lead. And I can speak from experience because it's been a many a years. But I thought, surely, when we were on the field, I'm going to call the words out. I'm going to say those two words, the drive. People in the stands felt we were going to stop them. We had two of the greatest corners ever played. In my mind, the two greatest that ever played the game, Frank Minifield and Hanford Dixon. I was playing strong safety. Chris Rock was playing free safety. You know, some, you know, outstanding linebackers, defense, everything. But people in that stands, they felt as if the ball was on the two-yard line, felt as if we were going to the Super Bowl. I think it was less than, you know, two minutes left in the game. 98 yards, maybe three minutes left in the game. I don't care what it was. They felt confident that we were going to stop them. The Arizona Cardinals defense does not have that mystique about them. There's, there's a couple things that they're mi- missing. Honey Badger, if he'd have been in there, certainly could have contributed. I, I think he was the defensive most valuable player on the rookie side. As a rookie, he was the defensive most valuable player prior to him getting hurt. He still could get the award. You got Patrick Peterson over there at the other uh, corner. You got Washington, you know. Linebacker. You got good def- you know, Darnell Dock. You got good defensive players. But you just got to make some plays. Somebody's got to step up. Because the Arizona Cardinals, the, the, the team is good enough. Larry Fitzgerald is, no, Larry's starting to get older. Got somebody on the other side to compliment him. That's good. Got to start, got to get a real good tight end and start working him, working the middle of the field, working him. Got a good running back. Palmer's a little inconsistent, but I, but I think he may be, he, let's say he's a quarterback for now. I don't think there's a, a, an urgency to go out and find another quarterback for next year. I think Carson Palmer could, could get it done. But you gotta realize that, and in, in you are out here in this West. It's NFC. It's no joke. You you got some quarterbacks that you're competing against, particularly when you're talking about in Seattle and you're talking about San Francisco. Whew. Competition isn't getting any easier, and so I think the Arizona Cardinals. You know, just looking at that, it's just you know, it's just like wow. Now let me let me let me talk about Denver a little bit, only because I I gotta I gotta I gotta talk about Peyton Manning. Because I, I, I really do think this. I think Peyton has now separated any conversation. And some people will say there never was a conversation about who was the best between he and his brother. Some people may say there was never a conversation. But the bottom line, when they sit around the table, Eli's got more rings. Now, I'm just going to say this. The bottom line for, for Peyton this year, you got all those records. It's Super Bowl or bust. I mean, that's just the kind of society we live in. And Super Bowl win or bust. But Peyton, you're already in the Hall of Fame, so that, that's not what you're fighting for now. Now it's like, now that you're in the room, do you just blend in or do you stick out? You know, I've been there. There's some of them that stick out. There's some of them that just blend in. All the busts look alike. They kind of blend in. So it's, you know, when you put your hand out, how many rings you got on the fingers? You know, that, that's really what it's all about for you now, Peyton. You know, statistically, categorically, I think during the regular season, you probably are one of the greatest quarterbacks there ever was. But that's not really what matters. It's, it's those Super Bowls. Now, you're going to go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. But I still think your brother, man, isn't. The bottom line, Eli can... At the dinner table, Eli can shut you up. Bottom line, 
I got two Super Bowl rings, homie. What you got? Come on, my brother. How many you got? You only have one. So if you want to separate, at least during the holidays when it's all said and done, and I'm going to tell you what, <laughs> you know, I just, listen, sibling rivals, I guess you got to have a, a sibling to understand, but I, uh, why would Peyton come back? What did Peyton have more money, you know? Well, no, Peyton don't have more money, you know, because, you know, I have big brothers got all the, all the money that God didn't want. He gave it to the National Football League. All the money that the National Football League didn't want, he gave it to the Manning family. And he probably gave Peyton more than he gave Eli. So Peyton didn't need money. But Peyton couldn't. Come on. Come on, man. You think Peyton going to sit around the dinner table holiday time and little brother, the one he used to kick in the butt, got more rings than him? So Peyton stayed around to get another Super Bowl ring. Got to get it. Got to get it. Now, at the same time, hey, there's a man named Brady. And I don't think Tom is real happy about all the love that Peyton's getting right now. Tom didn't have a bad season. Y'all need to check it out and look it up. Tom didn't do too bad, and I'm not too sure Peyton can get out of the AFC as long as Tom is still there. But we'll see. Listen. I'm having so much time with the show. I'm having so much fun with the show. Time is running out. So what I'm going to have to do, I guess the next time I talk to you is going to have to be next year. And hopefully the Eagles will progress. The Saints well, come marching in. Ah, that ain't going to happen in the city of brotherly love. Saints will be marching back home. Eagles will prevail. You heard it right here first on Rayola Sports on the Voice America Network. I got music. I got to go. So I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Happy New Year. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.